Hello everyone, my name is Always Asmal and welcome to another episode of Two Ways to Skin a Cat, powered by Makozi, a show where we talk career experiences, entrepreneurship and investments. The main aim is to show that there's more than one way to be successful other than just climbing the corporate ladder. We are live on LinkedIn and YouTube and the podcast will be available tomorrow morning. If you are watching live, please drop a one in the comments and drop a two in the comments if you are watching, catching the recording. It looks like we might have some, uh, a little bit of issues with our live on, on LinkedIn, but the YouTube is working. So we'll, we will continue and we'll, we'll post it up a little bit later if there are any issues. My guest for this week is Darren Isaacs, Chartered Accountant, Entrepreneur, CEO of Makozi in New York. His company provides South African auditors with an opportunity to work for US companies. And I'm told other countries as well. So uh, I'm going to ask him a little bit more about that. Darren, thanks so much for joining me. Always awesome to be here. Thank you so much. I know we've had you on the platform before, but for those who may have missed the last episode, <clears throat> tell us a little bit about your story and where you come from and outside of work, who is Darren Isaacs? Cool. Always, I'm, I'm obviously a South African chartered accountant. I live in San Luis Obispo, California, so it's 8 o'clock in the morning here. I set up Makozi in 2006, actually, and managed to get myself to, to, to America. Uh, have, have an awesome team, a, a lot of fun at work. Um, outside of work, I, I love hiking, mountain biking, just, just being outdoors. And I've got three young daughters as well, keeping me, keeping me very busy at the moment. No, that's, a, that's a great, great short and sweet summary. So I mean, today's topic is specifically on the global opportunities for chartered accountants and auditors from South Africa. How has COVID affected the global opportunities for chartered accountants? I think I think it's really opened up the the entire world. Um, COVID for our for our clients has really forced them to adopt more virtual work work policies. Um, it's really also um, springboarded our our kind of global expansion by probably five or six years. Um, so we're now operating in in nine different countries. Where, where about a year and a half ago, we, we were exclusively in, in the US and a little bit in Australia as well. So it's really, it's really kind of opened up the, the world and, and, and created a single platform for CAs to really get on that, that international stage. And you mentioned nine different countries, US and Australia. Give us an example of some of those other countries. Uh, Canada as well, Ireland, England, Scotland, Holland, Malta, uh, Singapore is coming online as well for us. So um, again, with, with virtual, it's enabled us to get in front of those clients easier. And, and with clients having to adopt their own virtual workforce strategies for their own people, um, you know, it doesn't matter now if, they, if they've got a person working at, at home or working in, in Australia, working in, uh, in, in the Philippines or working in South Africa. So basically, Pick where you want, who you want to work with in the world, and you've got an opportunity to work through Makozi. I like that. Well, yeah, I think I, I think that's the whole idea. You know, we we have various different communities around the world. We our biggest is obviously in South Africa. The Philippines is a great community for us as well. Ireland and and Australia, and so for for those for those chartered accountants, instead of being constrained by opportunities in that geography, now being able to to be in front of clients all. All around the world is just an amazing opportunity and that's what we're very very excited about 
tell me how 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 do the hours work if if you're working on an international assignment? Yeah, so we we basically guarantee to our clients at least a five hour overlap. Um, so if if you're working if if you're a South African working on an Australian uh, engagement, you'd probably start earlier in in the morning, maybe about seven at seven in in the morning there. Um, so yeah, it's typically about five five or six hours overlap with with clients on it, on US clients. You would start probably ten eleven a.m. and work a little bit uh, a little bit later. Um, but I think with with virtual in general, we, we've really agreed with our clients just to keep hours reasonable. Um, a lot of busy season clients tend to go up to 60, 65 hours a week, where we actually working with our clients to actually remove busy season and get closer to about a 45 hour work week. So nobody will be working at one in the morning or anything crazy like Look, that? Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's important just from a, a mental health perspective, from a, a productivity perspective. And for, and and so it's very important because all, all of our people are, are full-time employees. We, we care deeply about them. Um, so we, we care about their, their mental health. We understand these hours are a little bit weird because of different time zones. Um, and again, just, just explaining to, to our clients that in a virtual construct, anything over 50, 55 hours a week, you start, you start seeing reduced productivity. And so correct me if I'm wrong, but the person would still be based in South Africa. This will just give them maybe open the door to a potential move in the future. Is that correct? We we, we see our, our business next year being about 40% on site, 60% virtual. So so currently, you know, pe people coming out of, out of articles or, or looking for a change, there are limited travel travel options, obviously with, with COVID. Um, but you are able to still get in front of these these great clients and get that experience. But as things open up, we'll, we'll be selecting people. We are processing a lot of visas right now, actually, with the hope that come come January, February, things will be a lot more open. Well, that, that explains a lot. A reminder to, to, to anyone I know uh, that if you have any questions, please add them to the chat so that we can make sure we, we deal with it towards the end. So this opportunity that, that, that you're providing, what does it mean for the global awareness of the CASA brand? We, we love this. And I, I, I think initially when, when we started this business, we had concerns that SICA or the, or the community in South Africa would see that we're pulling people out of, out of South Africa and contributing to, to, to brain drain, really. Um, but it's actually the, the opposite. The, you know, putting CAs in front of international clients, there's just so much enthusiasm and it's a growing enthusiasm. The, the, the world is really becoming aware of how good these guys and girls are. Um, and, and yeah, it's just, uh, it's just creating this, this real awareness, more opportunities for, for our, our communities. Um, and, and as far as our clients are, are concerned, they aren't constrained to their individual resource pool either. So creating a lot more awareness for what a CA really is, works well for, for our communities as well as our clients. So for, for those of us, maybe me as a CA, why should I, why should I uh, care? Why should I pay attention? <laughs> um, I think again, it's, it's just opening, opening your mind to these unlimited possibilities. Um, we, we have a newly established uh, TAS practice as well. So a lot of deals professionals in, in South Africa may be, may be constrained to, to kind of small level deals where we can get people in front of 
you know, front page of the Wall Street Journal type uh, type type deal. So um, just just having a platform that now I'm not constrained to this particular suburb or country, you know, if, if I'm a, if I'm an amazing performer, I can get in front of the best clients globally. Um, and again, just it's something that that we're incredibly excited about. Uh, just just the, the depth and and range of these opportunities. The world and the opportunity is bigger than Santa, basically. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's. I, I think for me, growing up in 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 Joburg, um, it was very much that kind of area. You know, it was it was Santa and Rosebank, and I, you know, I, I used to go into the city for a for an audit as well. But that that was the kind of you know your your thinking, um, and so you know through through education we we run a lot of webinars, a lot of coaching for our people. Just you know it's a, it is it is a mindset shift, um, you know, getting people to to believe that there is a way bigger platform out there. And you, you just mentioned Taz, just just for for the understanding for for everyone watching. Yeah. What did you mean? So so sometimes. Yeah, our, our clients are, are mostly public accounting firms, and they'll they'll divide their businesses into audit, assurance, advisory, and tax. So, at okay. advisory, we, we are doing a lot of work in transaction advisory services, so M and A, corporate finance, private equity type uh, type arrangements, um, and it it also it also represents a great transition for people out of audit into transaction advisory services. When I was at PwC in audit, I wanted to get into corporate finance. I didn't even know what what it really meant, but that was the kind of buzzword. Um, but there were limited opportunities to actually do that. So for us now to, to be able to enable um, external order people to get into transaction advisory work, um, really, again, a, another amazing opportunity. Transaction advisory, that's amazing, because I also remember when I was in audit, I think out of the 60 people that passed that, yeah, I think one person went into corporate finance. Is Very limited. Part. Exactly, extremely limited, and so and so it it just creates this kind of dead end situation. You know, if you if, if you're in audit, a lot of people would want to get into into corporate finance and just limited opportunities. So those people would invariably go out into into industry, leave you know leave the profession. Um, you know, it was almost like in in college for me, becoming a doctor was like the the huge huge thing but but very limited people were were given that opportunity and i suppose uh, and, and in terms of that the, the training required is that provided by makozi or is that divided by the client to so to yeah so, so so as far as our, our corporate finance training is is concerned we we have developed a, a detailed boot camp um so it's it's our own it's our own material we've worked with a number of external providers as well um, and lastly, we do co-author training with our with our clients. Um, our, our clients do understand that we aren't going to go and deliver a hundred TAS people to them. We'll we'll deliver you know twenty, and then eighty of them will be will be external auditors. So we will train them up. The client will train them up, and there's and there's kind of this understanding that just bring us bring us smart people. And between Mikozi's training and and the client training and our engagement managers, will make sure that these people are, are up and running and productive. You've you mentioned you touched on it a little bit before, but how does uh, Mikozi make a difference? How do we make a difference? Um, so we are on a mission to put ten thousand kids through school. Over the next three years, we've so we've we've partnered with our clients. 
We've partnered with a number of, of companies across Africa and, and Asia. Um, and so we're on a, on a deep mission to put 10,000 kids through school over the next three years. And that's day, day one all the way through until they, they are, are finishing, finishing high school. So for, for people, for clients who get involved with us, we make it clear that, that, that this is a partnership. This isn't just us delivering great quality people and a great outcome, but we're actually systemically solving a, a, a global issue. So our clients are on board with it. Our, our people get very excited about it. And when, when borders open up, our people will be flying around to, to areas where they can build schools, paint walls, put desks together, and actually get their hands dirty with the stuff. And, and you mentioned that, so what range of uh, people coming out, from what range of people should be, should be paying attention to you? Is it on, only people coming out of articles or is it up to what level of post-article experience? So I, we, we actually starting to get people before articles as well, or in the middle of, of, of the articles and, and more on that, more on that later. Um, but you know, our, our, our typical thing is, is people coming to the end of their third year of, of articles, looking for a, some international work, looking to get into transaction advisory services, for, for example. Um, but we, we employ people all the way through to, to senior manager, you know, senior manager level people. And we even employ, you know, more, even more seasoned CFO type, type people with like, you know, 15, 20 years experience. We do have a lot of very niche project engagements for with, with, with those type of people. A lot of companies going going through listings in, in, in the US, RPO preparation and that type of thing. Um, so really it is it is a wide, a wide range, but our sweet spot is traditionally anyway has been has been those those third years, you know, coming out of articles and hoping to spend, you know, three to five years with us. How are you different from your competitors? Um, well, I, I think there, there are, there are a number of, I guess, impersonators out, out there. We've, we've been doing this since 2006. Um, I don't think that anybody can, can give the depth of international experience that, that we can with, you know, nine, nine different countries and a, and a whole host coming, coming on still. Um, we are a for impact company and we're not a recruiting company. Um, our, our people are, are, are full-time employees, um, you know, with, with, with full, full benefits, we, we keep them allocated and we actually build a, we, we, we want them to stay with us. We, we want them to, to build a long-term successful career with us, uh, instead of just going on, on a, a secondment. So we, we aren't a secondment company. Okay. No, that, that makes sense. And you also touched on it earlier about Cyclers response. Do you engage with, with Psyker um, actively and what what are those engagements been like? Yeah, I mean we we probably talk to Psyker on a on a weekly basis. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of strategic things in the in the works with with Psyker right now. And I think touching on my on my earlier point, we, we were originally a little bit concerned about how Psyker might might view us, you know, taking taking CAs out of South Africa. But it's exactly the the opposite. Um Psyker, um, wants to create global awareness for what a CA is as, as, a, as a benefit to their, to their members um, and also a relationship with, with CAW as, as well. Um, so we, we're constantly talking to Psyche about how we can, how we can keep this a win-win situation. Um, 
providing opportunities, providing more a, a better platform for for Psyche as well to to, to speak to its members. Um, so yeah, I mean we we, we have a, a pretty much weekly conversation with Psyche at the moment. You mentioned it earlier about the middle of articles. You want to talk a little bit about that. Um, so so give us that 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 story. <laughs> so so I, I I think that as as our business evolves, we, we, we need to be getting more into, into campus recruitment. So, so creating awareness further down the, the funnel so that when people come out of, out of college, they know that this is an option for them, for them as well. Where I think, I think traditionally or, or historically for us, it's been people that have done their, their normal articles and have then been looking for, for a change. Um, so, so chatting to to Saika as as well about about how we get these people engaged with us a little bit earlier on. It sounds like the, that's the beginning of a training office happening soon. Potentially, potentially we'll that, we'll see we'll see what happens. That's that's very exciting, very exciting, and I mean that will be something very very different. I know this. I think I've seen video in the UK that might have a Saika training office, but other than that, you don't really get. Uh, opportunities outside of South Africa, so that will be definitely something. Neat. Yeah, I, I, I think Deloitte Deloitte has an interesting setup in that they are able to provide South African articles for people while they're sitting in the UK. So that's interesting. So can can we provide an even better experience for people with global global experience that's still enabling them to get their their core competencies and and hours? So that's a deep discussion with with Saika. And I think it started for us um, at, at, at the start of the pandemic, had a conversation with Saika saying, are you concerned about people not being able to get all of their hours and competencies in a virtual environment? Um, and that kind of, that really started this whole conversation. And I, I'm sure that's just a mindset shift because basically everything is virtual now as it, as it is. There aren't any, yeah. any questions coming through, so I think you've answered most of them, you've given everything. Is there, Anything that we didn't cover that you want to share with the audience? Um, I I think we covered it. It's just it's just this this mindset of of seeing that with um, with COVID, COVID has been an absolute disaster for for the world, obviously. Um, but I think the incredible opportunity coming out of it is is that everything is is virtual now. It's not going to be like that forever. And so I think using this opportunity now when things are virtual to get in front of clients to kind of broaden your, your mindset and believe that, that there is a bigger stage out there because you've, you've seen it yourself. You know, we're working virtually at, at home on an audit or on a, on a TAS engagement, why couldn't I be doing this for a, a US or an Australia-based firm? You're able to do it. So um, definitely, definitely chat to us, hit up our, our, our website, um, apply, get involved. Um, and again, once things open up, we, we see our business being at least 40% um, on site again. So flying people around, going back to our old days of being a glorified travel agency. Um, you know, we, we definitely are, are looking forward to those times again and they, and they are coming. I think especially for the for, for those uh, people doing articles at the, the medium and smaller firms where previously you knew, okay, at the bigger firms, you might get that international opportunity, but if we're in a medium firm or a small firm, maybe you won't be able to do international. So the opportunity is there. So take the opportunity while you've got it. 
So we are, so yeah, we, we've actually partnered with a number of small firms because they love, they love the idea of providing that to their, you know, to their, to their trainees. So, and even our, our international firms are partnering with us as well to provide that, that benefit. So, you know, if there's, if there's a small firm you're working with in Malta that may, may want to send some of their people to Australia, they're able to do that with us now as well. Wow, that's amazing. Just a reminder to everyone that the show is live on YouTube and will be available on podcast tomorrow. If you are watching on YouTube and the podcast and you feel that the video is added value, don't forget to like and subscribe so that you get automatically notified when the next episode comes out. Uh, we also have our weekly discussion on Clubhouse every Monday about business and investing in South Africa on a Monday at 5 p.m. Central African time. Contact me if you need an invite. It's open to Android users as well. Our next episode is tomorrow at 5 p.m. with Jihad Kasu, who's an entrepreneur from Cape Town. So that will be another interesting discussion. Darren, thank you so much for your time. I sincerely appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome. Appreciate it. Thanks, everyone else, for joining us for another episode of Two Ways to Skin a Cat. Goodbye.